I like to see myself when I'm talking. Very strange. Morning, this is Judge Dorsey. We're on the record in FTX Trading Limited, case number 22-11068. Um, before we begin, let me just remind everyone that even though this hearing is remote, it is a formal court hearing. Um, so if you are not speaking or not presenting, please keep your camera off and your lines muted. Uh, interruptions will not be tolerated and you will be removed if you interrupt the proceeding uh, and not be allowed back in. Uh, so with that, uh, I requested this hearing on the motion to shorten uh, that was filed by joint liquidators in the Bahamian proceeding. Ordinarily I wouldn't hold a hearing on a motion to shorten, but I wanted to take the opportunity to talk to the parties about where we are in this case and what's going on. Um, and uh, it seems to me, I, I understand that there's a lot of heated debate between the parties here uh, over what's happening. Uh, but I do believe that there must be some path forward here to resolve the concerns of everybody involved. Um, I think everyone would agree Mr. Bromley, I'll give you the chance to tell me I'm wrong if I'm wrong, but I think everyone agrees that uh, the joint liquidators are entitled to the data and information that relates to their debtor entity that's uh, in liquidation in the Bahamas. Is, that, is there any dispute about that issue, Mr. Bromley? Yes, there is, Your Honor. I'm sorry, there is a dispute or no, there isn't? Yes, there is a dispute. Okay, over whether they're entitled to their own information? Well, the requests are not just for information, Your Honor. The requests are for, for dynamic access to live systems, and we believe that that is inappropriate. Um, so in terms of uh, static information, uh, we are certainly happy to sit down and talk about that. Dynamic access, we believe, should not be permitted. How are they going to run their case in the Bahamas? They don't have access, uh, dynamic access to at least their own information. And I separate this out. Is there a distinction? Be are, you, are you telling me there's an issue with regard to that the only way to provide this information is to provide them access to the entire system? And there's some concern about that. Or is there a way to provide just dynamic access to their own information? I think there's a way, Your Honor, at this point, 
right, to provide static information. Um, and we're happy to sit down and have a meet and confer about how that static information might be able to be provided. The concern we have with respect to dynamic access to live systems is that uh, we believe that any dynamic access will be provided immediately to the government of the Bahamas and in particular the Securities Commission. And to date, any access that the Securities Commission has had to our systems has led to the uh, relief from the debtors of digital assets. And we do not believe that that should be permitted. And we do not believe that there is a separation between the JPLs and the Securities Commission at this point in time, certainly no separation that provides the debtors with comfort that whatever is provided to the JPLs will not be provided immediately to the Securities Commission. Well, Mr. Shore, um, what's the relationship between the JPLs and uh, the Securities Commission in the Bahamas? You're, you're muted, Mr. Shore. I'd like to at some point speak to the larger issues your honor's referencing and certainly respond to what Mr. Bromley's saying, but uh, in response to your question, the JPLs are, the analog would be a chapter 11 trustee. The commission's analog is the SEC. So no more than Mr. Bromley can be blamed for or be accused of being an arm of the SEC, the JPLs are a court created trustee liquidating FTX digital. Well, is there, is, is there any, uh, let me just get to the, my, my point. Is there any use in my um, ordering the parties to um, mediate this issue or at least sit down and talk to each other about this issue? Or is, are we to the point where I'm going to have to have a full evidentiary hearing on these issues and make a decision? I'd like to think that the parties can work it out. The one situation we can't be held in into or put into is having that meet and confer, having the debtors raise these sort of issues and essentially set the bar as being the JPLs must prove that there was no collusion between the commission and SBF before they can get dynamic access to the information and then have everybody disappear for the holidays so essentially we get timed out. So if what is going to happen here, which is what I was going to propose, is that the court set this hearing for Friday, Monday. I know your honor has travel plans, but at least some control date so that if we don't get to resolution, we can at least come back to your honor with, um, uh, uh, with discrete issues to be resolved. So for example, we have made very clear to the Solomon Cromwell team, how about just getting us a clone of the system? We don't need dynamic information right now. We can get back their access right now. Can't you just get us a clone? And Mr. Bromley's saying, uh, what I want to do is sit down with Mr. Shore or have our respective team sit down and they can discuss the shape of a clone. I, that, that's not going to work. He can't appear in court today and say, we have no problem giving a clone, but, but they just need to sit down and talk to us about what that clone is going to look like. It's got to be resolved in the next couple of days, not weeks, certainly not months. Your Honor, that, that is, um, that's a conclusion, not an argument. Um, Mr. Shore has given no indication as to why there's anything that needs to be done in the next couple of days. First of all, uh, and second, um, Mr. Shore and his colleagues have not simply said we are willing to take a clone of static information. Their motion asks for live dynamic access. 
and the information that we provided to the court, uh, and we provided yesterday to Congress through Mr. Ray's testimony, indicates that the Securities Commission of the Bahamas has already um, collaborated with the JPLs to obtain access to digital assets and to mint tokens. The JPLs have been involved in that. The JPLs went to court after the fact to get approval to approve violations of the automatic stay that occurred. Um, Mr. Short can shake his head all he wants. That's what the evidence shows. Um, so we're happy to sit down. We're happy to have a mediation. We're happy to uh, talk about providing static information. But I will tell you, Your Honor, with respect to dynamic information, we can have a hearing on Friday. We will go immediately, and, and if, it's, if the ruling is against us, we will go immediately on appeal and seek a stay pending appeal. This is dangerous information. We do not trust the Bahamian government, and because of the evidence we have, in terms of the actions to date of the JPLs, we simply don't trust that the JPLs will be able to hold this information and not provide it to the Bahamian government. Your Honor, while I appreciate your desire to shortcut this, I, can, can we just maybe get into the hearing? Because what, what was just said is exactly what a Chapter 15 is not supposed to be. And we don't have a Chapter 15 approval yet either. Okay. All right. All right. Well, here. Hold on. Hold on. All right. Um, well, I'm not going forward with the hearing today. Yeah, it's not going to be Friday either. Um, it's probably not going to be before next year because... This is going to be a full evidentiary hearing, and for an evidentiary hearing, it's live, and I expect witnesses in the courtroom um, and presented live before me so that I can judge credibility, um, and that's not something that can happen Friday or Monday or even before the Christmas holiday. Um, so if we are going to have to go forward with a hearing, it's going to be in January. can give the parties um, January 6th, beginning at 9.30 a.m. As I said, it will be a live hearing. And these are serious allegations. And, and obviously, this is a, a gating issue that I'm going to have to resolve before uh, we can move forward with, with how to proceed with uh, the dynamic between the uh, Bahamian proceeding and, and this proceeding. Uh, and I'm hoping there's still some uh, way to resolve this before we get to January 6th. And I would highly encourage the parties to, to talk to each other and if you think it would be productive to find a mediator to help mediate that issue as well. And I don't know if there's a way to fashion an order, Mr. Bromley, that would, um, that would limit the ability of JPLs, uh, similar to what you might have in a 502 uh, motion uh, order uh, that limits the ability of the JPLs to share that information. You can share it with their advisors, obviously, and, and themselves, but and that's it. Um, and maybe that's a, a possibility, a way to move forward. But I will leave that to the parties to see if you can work something out. And if not, I'll I'll hear everybody on on the sixth. Your Honor, if I may be heard. Um, for a little bit on this because I think there is a other perspective to this and I think Mr. Bromley's wrong when he says this is not a chapter 15 yet. We filed, we've come and asked for provisional relief and ultimately what I'm going to ask your honor was what you were mentioning is I'd like you to keep a control date on Friday to see if your honor can't resolve 
not issues about whether the Bahamian government was in cahoots with SBF, which I agree would be an evidentiary hearing, but rather whether or not we can fashion an order that provides protection for the legitimate concerns that Mr. Bromley has raised. Because I've got to say, in the last 30 years, I've seen a lot of mega cases go off the rails where accusations like this fly and every hearing turns into a charged referendum on the case and it becomes overly expensive, burdensome on the court, and value destructive. And so when the CRO of the debtor appears and testifies in front of Congress with respect to what the debtor is doing, the investigations that are going on, and that a foreign government has colluded with somebody who is jailed right now, we're at least tilting on the rails. And just on behalf of my client, it may come to that, but it's way too early in our case for this case to devolve. And I agree with Your Honor, there has got to be a way the professionals can work this out without getting into the kind of accusations that are flying. To be clear, we filed a pleading this morning, Your Honor, that attaches a declaration that Mr. Ray could not have seen, nor counsel could have seen, which belies this notion that what the commission was doing was working with SBF. In fact, the email they attached where SBF said... All right, well, I'm not going to get into the merits of it at this point, Mr. Schor. We'll talk about that on the 6th if we get to it. Let's talk about the... Let's hold on, Mr. Schor. I'm going to move on. Let's talk about the 16th. We have the motion objecting to the seal by the U.S. trustee. Is U.S. trustee on the line? Someone from U.S. trustee? Yes, Your Honor. Juliet Sarkeesian for the U.S. trustee. Okay, Ms. Sarkeesian. I have some concerns about that hearing going forward on Friday from a number of perspectives. Number one, the motion implicates individual creditors, and there's no creditors committee yet. And I think the creditors committee would want to weigh in on that motion. Do we know yet when the committee will be formed? Your Honor, first, maybe apologies is not the right word, but we had hoped to have a committee formed by this time. We had a tremendous response, and people are located all over the world, and unfortunately it becomes a little bit difficult when people are in very different time zones, and there's a lot of complicated information, as I'm sure Your Honor can imagine. So we are moving as expeditiously as possible, and we hope to be filing a notice of appointment very soon. I can't say anything more than that, other than very soon. I do have concerns. They obviously have to choose counsel, and so I think there's certainly a reasonable possibility that they might not have counsel by Friday, or maybe they have it by Thursday, but there's not as much time as one would like for them to have. So, I mean, Your Honor certainly brings up a valid concern. We had hoped it would be different. We had hoped that we would have a committee formed by this time, but the reality is, due to circumstances outside of our control, it has not yet happened. Okay. 
Yeah, I also, I noticed that the trustee also objected to um, consolidated creditor matrix on similar ground on the redaction of the creditor information, I believe. Oh, Your Honor, that was the motion I was talking about. Oh, okay. um, that, so there's, there was two motions, seal motions. One of them relates to the indemnification slash exculpation motion, and I'll allow debtor to address that, but my understanding based on discussions as well as the agenda is that um, they are agreeing for that to be unsealed. Okay. Um, with respect to the, the, the other motion relates to the creditor matrix, schedules and statements, top 50 list, uh, pretty much any document in the case that would have uh, names or addresses of creditors or customer slash creditors. Okay. And so that's the motion I was uh, discussing um, that we did file an objection to. Okay. We have not technically filed an objection to the other motion, but that because they said effectively they're, I don't know if withdraw is the right word, but they're not going to pursue that relief on a final basis. Okay. I also have um, the motion intervene um, filed by uh, members of the media. Um, I don't know if anyone plans on objecting to the motion to intervene, uh, but I certainly want to give the media the opportunity to participate in that hearing as well. Um, so, Ms. Sarkeesian, should we, should I set another date now in January, or do you want to wait to see when the committee is formed and retains counsel and has an opportunity to talk to you about how to go forward? Well, so, Your Honor, I just want to be clear. So, Your Honor is asking that the hearing on Friday on the motion um, to seal the creditor matrix be put off until after the committee is formed? Yes. Okay. Um, I think, Your Honor, um, okay, so you, you want a date in January. I, I, I guess my, my feeling is it would probably be best if we could schedule that now. And I, I mean, I, I, I think a committee is going to be formed in very short order. We're not going to be in a situation, I pray, that we're in January and don't have a committee. So I, I think that st scheduling it now would actually be very helpful. Okay. My first week of January is, is booked because I have, um, I have a two-day evidentiary hearing in another Chapter 15 on recognition for the 4th and the 5th. I just scheduled the 6th for a hearing on the relief from stay from the liquidators. Um, so it would have to be pushed into the week of January 9th. We do have a hearing already scheduled for the 11th, our second day hearing is putting on that day. I do see that, yes. All right. Does that work, Ms. Sarkeesian, to add it to the agenda for the second day hearing? Uh, I believe so, Your Honor. I don't see any problem with respect to that. Um, I'm, I don't know what the debtors intend if they intend to put you know, any witnesses on, but I, I don't expect, my hope would be that it would not be, um, if there is testimony that it will not be extensive, so hopefully that would fit into, um, I, if I could just ask Your Honor how much time you, you have on the 11th? Well, I have. Hour, that might be a problem. I have, have it scheduled beginning at 10 for the second day hearing. I have three other hearings in the afternoon. 
um, probably can't. They're not going to come off. At least two of them are not going to come off because they're contested hearings. Um, so we would probably have, I can move it, we could start at 9 a.m. and you'd have until 1230. I don't know what other objections might be raised uh, at that time to any of the motions that were presented at the first day hearing. Uh, I assume, Mr. Bromley, you're going to be calling witnesses for the sealed motion. Well, we will have a declarant, uh, Your Honor, um, uh, and that's assuming that we're not able to resolve the issues with the um, creditors committee that's appointed in the, um, right. the new bridge. Well, if there's going to be a cross, the witness will have to be here, even if it's a declarant. Correct. Um, all right, so let's move. Um, we're going to move that hearing then, uh, Ms. Sarkeesian and Mr. Bromley, to, um, to the second day hearing on January 11th. Um, and Ms. Bromley, circling back on what Ms. Sarkeesian said about the uh, indemnification motion, are, are we in agreement on that one? That's going to be unsealed? Yeah, yes, we are, Your Honor. Okay. Uh, um, Your Honor, if I could just ask a favor um, for the start time for this hearing. I I'm thinking, and, and Mr. Bromley can and indicate otherwise, I'm thinking that three hours should be enough. And um, just based on my schedule, it would be much easier if we started at 9.30, if that did not inconvenience the court. Oh, we, Go ahead, we do Mr. have other, non, I'm sorry, Your Honor, we do have, it is our second day hearing, so we do have a fair amount on the calendar for that day. We're obviously going to work to resolve all of these issues. Um, and and I, I, I do, I do understand, I, I do expect Ms. Sarkeesian's um, time concerns, but. That's um, okay, that's okay. If there's any issue, we'll start at nine. It, okay. it, I'll make the arrangements. Okay, we'll continue to work to resolve the issues, right. just like we uh, resolved the issues for the um, ceiling on Friday. Right. The other possibility is we can always, um, I can try to rearrange and move my other hearings in the afternoon to the 12th the next day. Um, I will ask uh, my chambers to do that so that that would free up the entire day for this case. Because I do have time. The other option is if we if we can't move any of those off from the 11th, um, I have time on the 12th uh, in the afternoon, and we can always continue the second day hearing on the 12th in the afternoon. I mean, Your Honor, from my perspective, I again, even with the other motions that are on for that date, I don't. I don't really expect this would take more than three hours or three and a half hours, so I would not want to inconvenience, again, the court with trying to move the afternoon hearings, but I also don't know what other motions or applications the debtors might be filing that, you know, retention applications and whatnot that could be scheduled. So um, if the debtors feel that it's helpful uh, for the court to try to, to move those afternoon hearings, I, I don't object. I don't want to inconvenience other people if it's not necessary. Right. Well, that brings me to the next issue, which is um, the liquidator's motion to dismiss that was filed on Monday and set for a hearing on the 11th, um, which um, Mr. Shore, in the future, if you, uh, that, that was not an omnibus date. That's a second day hearing. So it was not an open invitation to, to schedule something. Um, you need to contact chambers to request a date for 
conference, particularly a motion like a motion to dismiss. I mean, that's going to be an evidentiary uh, understood. hearing. Understood, um, Your Honor. We'll do that in the future, and I will discuss it with uh, with Cleary, or sorry, with uh, Sullivan about when uh, that can go forward. Okay. Yeah, let's find uh, another date to, uh, to handle that one. All right. Um, that brings me to, I wanted to ask about the motion for recognition. Where are we on that, Mr. Shore? Is that, are we going forward? Uh, what's, what's happening? Uh, we, we, we're still trying to see if we couldn't resolve that. I think that's going to be part of a package of discussions that have to occur kind of now <laughs> to, see, uh, to see how we're proceeding. All right. Um, well, let's try to get that, uh, that resolved as well here. So let me kind of circle back then to um, uh, the request by Mr. Shore to have the 16th as, I guess it would be kind of a status conference on where the parties are on the issue of uh, uh, the relief from stay. Um, Mr. Bromley, you have a position on that? Everyone was gonna be available anyway, so I assume everybody's available. We are available, Your Honor, and um, we, we would like to have the opportunity to uh, meet with um, the folks from White and Case. Uh, we would also like to include in that conversation um, the Securities Commission of the Bahamas, who we think is an essential party to these conversations. Um, so, um, look, I think our view is, is that we, we, we would be amenable to mediation. We believe that before you go to mediation, you should at least sit down and try to talk about it. Um, we know that the commission has U.S. counsel uh, because they have contacted us on other matters. Um, and uh, we believe that uh, they're hopefully now with Mr. Bankman Freed in custody in the Bahamas, um, there might be a way forward that we can um, move uh, along with a cooperative relationship. If this is going to be an attempt to uh, seize control of these debtors' cases and move them to the Bahamas, uh, we will uh, fight them with all our strength. Let me ask, is there anyone on the call from the Bahamian Securities Commission, just uh, by chance? Yes, Your Honor, this is Blair Rennie from Brown Redneck. Um, and this, this is uh, Kenneth Ouellette, uh, also from Brown Redneck, Your Honor. Okay, if you can turn your cameras on so I can see you, please. Uh, and just to be clear, Your Honor, uh, while we're attending the hearing to uh, observe, we are not entering a appearance and uh, the Bahamas Security Commission is not consenting to personal jurisdiction in this court. Well, I was only gonna ask if you were willing to sit down with uh, the joint liquidators and uh, the debtors here to talk about a path forward. Uh, Your Honor, we, we will take it back to our client. We are always happy to I think it would be helpful. Um, it might help resolve some of the concerns that the, the debtors here have um, if they can talk to the commission. So I would highly recommend doing that and encourage uh, the commission to participate in that uh, discussion. All right, um, so I'll leave the 16th on then uh, as a status conference to see where we are on this issue um, on the motion to uh, our motion for relief from the automatic stay um, and the turnover of the records. And uh, we'll go from there. We'll discuss, uh, I didn't set a date. Did I set a date for that one? I didn't set a date. Uh, we'll talk about that on Friday, I guess. When that would, I, or did I set it for, the, that's what I set for the 6th, right? January 6th. 
Yes. Okay. Um, so that's that for the sixth. Um, and we'll discuss on Friday, see where we are, and see if it's necessary to go forward on the sixth, or if there's something else I can do to help uh, uh, accommodate the party's uh, attempts at mediation. What time on Friday, Your Honor? Uh, it is currently scheduled at 10 a.m. We'll just leave it at 10. Very good. Okay. Right. And we'll be busy between now and then. Uh, I bet. <laughs> anything else? Uh, Mr. Landis, you turned your camera on. Do you have anything else? It, yes, I did, Your Honor. I just wanted to note for the record that Adam Landis, uh, Landis Rapping Cobb, uh, co-counsel to the debtors, um, we're, we will file an amended agenda reflecting uh, Your Honor's rulings and the moving of various hearings. We'll get that on Friday's as well. Okay, great. Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay, anything else then before we adjourn? Well, thank uh, you, everybody. I, I appreciate uh, everyone getting on the call um, on short notice, and uh, hopefully we can continue to talk and, and move these things forward. Until then, I'll see everybody on Friday morning. Thank you very much, Your Honor. Okay, we're adjourned.